fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Final try to What is going on, Wolf Pack? This is your boy, the Wolf of Roto Street, with your Week 3 Rankings Rundown. As always, on Tuesday, right around 5.30 or so, a little later today, we get live with who I am higher on, lower on, some Hail Marys to throw out there, and of course, all your sit-start questions. If you're tuned into the Fantasy Fullback Dive podcast the day after, where we paved your path to 2019 titles, come join us on Tuesdays again, right around 5.30 and 6. We're going to give you all my thoughts on as many players as I can cram into this hour before Taco Tuesday. Cannot wait. Sal, what's going on? Thanks for jumping right in from the kick. We're going to get live. We're going to go at it. And we're going to start with quarterbacks as we always do. Even though he's facing Baltimore, you got to have Pat Mahomes at the top of your list. No doubt about that. And shortly below him, though, in a shootout style game is Lamar Jackson. Although, honestly, Dak Prescott at Miami, how could he not be towards the top of your list Uh, right there at number three? I'm going to move him to two over Lamar Jackson just because this Chiefs secondary does seem a little bit improved and they're especially improved in their front at their D-line. Ultimately, Lamar Jackson is going to have his toughest test. Now, that's still not saying much because the Chiefs defense is pathetic, but that's a little bit trickier than, let's say, Dak at Miami. He looks like a cheat code right now in Kellen Moore's system. Dak does. His wide receivers continue to run wide open at will losing Michael Gallup doesn't help by any means but they're still just rolling he seems like he's going to be a monster all year so I love Dak but of course you can't have anyone other than Pat Mahomes up there at number one on your QB list thrown for 405 TDs pretty much every week the guy is a god cheat code in the fantasy realm gotta love him Right below them, in my tier two at number four, comes in Deshaun Watson. Then Tom Brady at five against the Jets. Now, I'd be higher on Brady because the Jets suck. But ultimately, uh, this could just be just like Miami, where they get up so big, it becomes a run fest. Sony Michelle just kind of grinds out the clock there. So I'm not overly high. In fact, I have Matt Ryan at five, a little bit higher. Uh, Carson Wentz at Detroit, mediocre defense. Nothing crazy, nothing you know scary there. Uh, I'm going to bring up the matchup calendar, though, just to kind of start checking this in. We're starting to gather more and more data on our uh, defenses here throughout the season-long rankings. Anyone facing Arizona, for example, anyone facing Miami, always great matchups. Uh, We're going to continue down the list. Aaron Rodgers at Denver. Don't love it. I mean, consider how run-heavy, how low-volume this attack has been. Uh, So ultimately... I don't know if I love Aaron Rodgers quite yet. Russell Wilson at New Orleans should be higher, but then with Teddy Bridgewater leading the charge, is it going to be the shootout that we would have had had Drew Brees been playing? Uh, Most likely not. So ultimately, I don't know if I love Wilson there. I do love Josh Allen. Now I'm going to bump him up quite high. I think he's a fantastic streamer. If you lost, let's say, Big Ben, Drew Brees, uh, by, by all means, Josh Allen is going to be a fantastic option for you this week. 
week, and I think many weeks, goes over 22 points last week against the dreadful Giants, but Cincy is equally dreadful. And But what I like about Cincy is they can keep the ball moving, they can keep points on the board, and make sure Josh Allen has to keep slinging that rock. So I like Josh Allen much more than most, uh, and, I, and I'm going to bump him up to QB7 above guys like Wentz, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray. I love against Carolina. I think that secondary is atrocious, so I'm going to give him a little bump up. Now, Wentz now all the way down to nine. I am nervous about all the injuries there, the weaponry getting a decent hit, and him just being a little bit injury prone himself. You saw a little scare there on Sunday Night Football. Came back in, still looked solid, but ultimately, you got to give him a little bump down when his weapons are going to be weaker than they have. Does Deshaun Watson belong in that top three tier? I don't think so. It's just so nerve-wracking each week. He's, He's kind of been a bit more boomer bust than you'd like to see. Yeah, the Jaguars D is very strong and I understand it, but you go from 30 points one week to 12 points the next and it's just tricky to roll. Trade away Robert Woods for Dak and Josh Gordon. What do you think? So Sal, it's tough to always evaluate trades without knowing a little bit more about the situation. Were you desperate at QB? Because I think Dak's going to be an absolute cheat code. Uh, Did you not need the wide receiver depth as much? Because Gordon does make me very nervous season long and if you haven't checked it out, we just dropped our updated season uh, week two season long big board so go on over to rotostreetjournal.com where we breed and feed fantasy wolves it's going to be right there at the top our week two season long big board Uh, and and you'll see Josh Gordon was one of the biggest followers of the week that target share is going to be so tricky and difficult to evaluate each and every week now that Antonio Brown is there I don't think it'll be as low as it was this week just because they were forcing the rock to him so much so to get that, that practice that rapport building who else better to do it than the JV squad of Miami. But yeah, I'm a little bit nervous about Josh Gordon. Ultimately, I think you probably won that trade because Dak is just such a force. But uh, you got to just kind of let me know a little bit more about your team before I can fully tell you who won and who lost there. Other than that, I mean, Baker Mayfield against the Rams. The Rams secondary has been great, and Baker's look like crap, but he also might have to put up more points than he ever has uh, this week all season. So Baker, does he get a little bit of a bump up? Oh, man, this is getting tricky down at this range. I really think Philly Rivers, I just each and every week, so underappreciated, so undervalued. Houston has no secondary. They're pathetic. Uh, just because Gardner Minshew didn't do anything about uh, against them doesn't mean I'm worried by any stretch of the imaginations for Philip Rivers and his value. I'm going to keep going down the list here. Where do we cut this tier off? I'd say right around Rodgers. I mean, again, such a low-volume pass attack in Matt LaFleur's system and scheme. Denny Jennings, what's going on, my man? Happy Taco Tuesday to you. Nelson Aguilar worth flex spot. When we get to receivers, Jacob, I'll make sure to hit that one for you. But yeah, it sounds like Deshaun Jackson going to be out at least two weeks. Sounds like Alshon Jeffries expected to miss this week. And that high-powered offense, Carson Wentz is going to make it happen. We saw Alshon Jeffrey get, a, I mean, uh, Nelson Aguilar get 100 in a TD. Should have had another 60-yard bomb score. I could totally see him being worth a stream, and maybe even J-Jaws, uh, so I go white side there. I had Goff, says Sal. Yeah, I mean, uh, you don't want to keep starting out Goff. He got lucky with that rushing touchdown, otherwise it was going to be another miserable, like, 13-point week. So yeah, I, I really think Dak's going to be a cheat code this year. He really, in that offense, seems unstoppable. Carry on Johnson, workhorse time. Comment CJ, and you must be referring to news that just broke as I was going live that CJ Anderson was cut 
but Paul Perkins then gets signed by them. Uh, so maybe it's just a matter of we like Paul Perkins more. I really just don't see Carryon Johnson getting the workhorse treatment there. I hope he does. I think he's talented enough, but ultimately he is not the workhorse that everybody would hope. So Baker sucks ass. Thanks for the insight there, Dan Heggs. Beautiful stuff. Uh, let's keep going here. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, fresh off a three TD day, gets Pittsburgh, who's now given up 400 yards to Andy Dalton, and then gave up another uh, three touchdowns and 300 to Russ. They get Minka Fitzpatrick. Let's see how worked in he is. But I like this offense for San Fran, even though their wide receivers are meh. They're just getting it done. You know, Shanahan's really scheming some nice volume for him. I do think this could be the week Jameis Winston actually does something for you. I hate cutting. I'm not putting him on my roster. It's tough to look your team in the face when it's Jameis Winston leading the charge, but that Giants team is just so goddamn pathetic that I think Winston could come into some value this week. I think Daniel Jones starting actually helps the cause because maybe he keeps this a shootout game. So Winston, if he got hate cut by someone like me, which again, deserves it, and you're desperate at quarterback, maybe you give Winston a look. Ah, man, Cam Newton, I've shit on him. I told you you had to hate kind of, but he gets the pathetic Arizona defense. Ugh. I think Matt Stafford, a good option this week. I'm going to have him a little bit above Goff. Road Goff is just pathetic. I want nothing to do with it, and I think this Cleveland D is is definitely going to come into their own. Yeah, we can't really judge them because of what they did against Simeon and you know Falk or whoever the fuck was in the other night. But yeah, I, I think Jimmy Garoppolo, all these guys got to be above Goff who was just uh, abysmal on the road and just not even showing much at all. So this would be my last acceptable QB1s tier. And again, some options you might have out there on your waiver wire. Jimmy G, maybe even Stafford. Uh, but I could even see myself going to Jameis Winston. I do find Philly Rivers out there in quite some teams. But of course, above all of them, QB7 is Josh Allen. He'd be the first guy I look to to replace a guy like if I lost uh, Drew Brees or if I lost... Um, Big Ben for the season. After that, it is ugly. I guess I would rather have Cam Newton than I would rather have Jared Goff this week. You can't really put any faith in a Kirk Cousins, such a low-volume attack. I'd rather have Andy Dalton going. He actually is second in the league in passing yardage right now. So another guy, if you're desperate for a QB fill-in, Andy Dalton, worth a stab by all means. Other than that, you're not putting Mr. Trubisky in. I think Jacoby Brissett could be an interesting stream. I'm just going to keep bumping Goff down. I don't trust this guy at all. I think uh, Cleveland definitely exploitable up the gut. Perfect timing, Wolf. Fucking baseball reports just came on. Who the hell wants fucking baseball reporters? Certainly not me, uh, Nick James. So yeah, come on in and enjoy this. Even if I was a pure garbage pin on the mic, what the hell is a garbage pin? Good question. Don't know. But whatever it is would be more entertaining than the baseball reporters. I can guarantee you that much. Ah, uh, what else do we got here? I think I'd rather stream Mason Rudolph than like Kirk Cousins. Give him the fucking axe. Send him to the waiver wire. Any other intriguing options? Danny fucking Dimes. Look at this. I'm going to bump him all the way up to QB 17 in his first start. This guy lit it up in the preseason. He looked money as can be. I get defenses are as vanilla as can be in the preseason, but I like Danny Dimes. If you're desperate for a Hail Mary, if you lost your QBs, at minimum stash this guy. The Giants are officially moving on to him, and I think he can sling that rock. He's got solid weapons all around him with Barkley, with Evan Ingram, with Sterling Shepard probably coming back this week, and soon Soon enough, Golden Tate will also be there. I think Danny Dimes can do some work with this. 
Get him on your bench, stash him for now, and consider even streaming him. Tampa Bay's horrendous, and I really think Daniel Danny uh, Danny Dimes is stepping into a great situation. Why else would they start him this early if it not for setting him up for success against this awful, puke-worthy Tampa Bay secondary? Other than that, I'm not seeing too many options that really stand out to me. Minshew, nah, tough matchup against Tennessee. I guess Teddy Bridgewater, if I was streaming someone, would rather have him than Mitch Trubisky, would rather have him than Kirk Cousins. I think he could really step into his own, a decent weapons cabinet there. Uh, but then again, as we're, we're going to move on to running backs, as I like to always plug, comment in your sit starts, comment in your any waiver wire questions. Would love to get to each and every comment here throughout. And last time, you guys really, really helped me out by showing sharing this with some different Facebook groups. We ended up getting to like, you know, over 500, 600 views, I want to say. Almost 100 comments on a Tuesday. Actually, we hit over 100 comments on a Tuesday. Uh, Set records with 200 comments on our Sunday tailgate. So any shares, any likes, any comments, questions, all of it helps us out beyond belief. So find your groups that you know you you can put this in and get some more views on it because it's been so helpful, Wolfpack, and hopefully I can help you out in the process too. Uh, I'm going to cut this tier off though, you know, as what other streamers are somewhat upsidey, and that would be these guys. Uh, these are the last acceptable starters 18 Cam Newton, 19 Andy Dalton, 20 Brissett, 21 Goff. I'd probably have Goff above Brissett, let's be real here. I do like the Atlanta matchup though. Uh, but Teddy Bridge, I think, if you're completely desperate at 22, is an option. But again, so just to kind of summarize who I'm higher on and lower on, definitely higher on Josh Allen for the week, and he's still out there in a lot of leagues. He's my QB7. Give him a long, hard look. Hail Mary of the week, and I'm much higher on Rivers, and somehow he's out there in a bunch of leagues. I think Houston secondary is abysmal, and we cannot judge them based on this game against Gardner Minshew. And then my Hail Mary, Daniel Jones. If you're completely desperate, give this guy a look. I really think he might be a legit talent, uh, and he's got some decent weapons around him, and he faces Tampa. Tampa Bay. If ever he's going to just step in and get it done right off the bat, it's against that pathetic team. We know Pat Shermer really wanted him all year, and he finally gets what he wants. So those are my QBs for the week. Obviously could change, but if you have any other QB questions, feel free to comment them in. Let's move on to my favorite position, and one of the hardest to figure out each and every week. That's the running backs. Ezekiel Elliott facing Miami. I mean, let's not overthink this one. They've given up multiple scores on the ground to each and every running back they continue to face. Zeke is going to have an absolute field day. I guess that's the only reason to be lower on Dak this week is because Zeke is most likely going to spread this team completely at the seams and just have an absolute field day. I do love Dalvin Cook against Oakland. That's a pathetic team, but can I put him above Christian McCaffrey at Arizona, who has a non-existent secondary and is giving up oodles and oodles of passes to the running back and to just everybody in general? Probably not. I know he's coming off a dud, but McCaffrey, you have to think gets it back. Look at, I mean, this top four is extremely difficult to sift through because Barkley has Tampa Bay, and he's looked as good as he's ever looked, Uh, and I think Daniel Jones helps this overall offense, so I'm going to bump him up to two. I think the entire offense takes a nice step forward this week, and Barkley is one of the big beneficiaries of this. So top four in order, Zeke, Barkley, McCaffrey, and Dalvin Cook there. After them, Chubb gets the Rams, and the you know they got eviscerated one week by uh, Christian McCaffrey, and then last week they really hold um, hold the who the fuck were they facing Kamara in check. Obviously, a lot of that might have to do with uh, the the mid game injury to Breeze, and them just kind of getting shell shocked a little bit. But I I like 
to bump him down just a little. I prefer Kamara. I think they're really going to scheme that this offense has to be shouldered by their biggest playmaker now. Uh, and I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to pepper Kamara this week. I love David Johnson, though, against Carolina. We saw Peyton Barber shred them for 80 yards in a TD. What the hell could David Johnson do against this, guys? I know, you know, coming off seven carries, one catch last week, you got to be terrified by that usage, but a lot of it was getting hurt mid-game, that wrist injury they didn't want to flare up again. You got to feel better about David Johnson in the easiest matchup he's faced yet this year. I think he lights it up. If you don't do a Dak, Zeke, Devin Smith triple sack on Dak, DraftKings, you don't like free money. I really think Devin Smith is an interesting option, CJ. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned him. When we get to wide receivers, we'll talk about him as a potential Hail Mary this week, but a great deep ball tracker. Dak is putting the ball every single place he wants to. They're running open at will. I could easily see Devin Smith burning that Miami defense for a deep touchdown. Uh, Cameron Q. Geckel asking, Allen or Wilson? I only carry one QB, but Allen's on waivers, still is 10 going against the Cincinnati D this week. So you missed my quarterback's geckle, but I do have Josh Allen higher against Cincinnati. I think he is going to light them up both on the ground, both through the air, and be a top seven quarterback this week. And he's out there in pretty much uh, you know 70% of leagues right now. My number one guy to target if you're in QB troubles based on all these injuries this week. I think Eckler against Houston, I mean, they've done nothing against running backs. We can look at the, the matchup calendar real quick and kind of get a gauge of that if, you know, my insight is off. But ultimately, um, running back matchups, let's let's pull up the matchup calendar here. The Rams have actually been pretty generous to running backs based on getting eviscerated by uh, Christian McCaffrey. Let me see where Eckler, let's see how that matchup ranks with Houston in there. Eckler. Uh, so they give up. Let me pull it up. The 16th most points, so right in the middle of the pack. He has gotten some juicy, clear-cut matchups early on this season. Uh, and that, that's not another non-intimidating one. Up the gut, sure, they're a little bit tougher. Uh, but ultimately, Eckler should do his thing yet again, a weekly top 10 option as long as uh, as Melvin Gordon remains sidelined. I think Aaron Jones, though. After last week, you have to have a little bit higher. I'll put Chubb above Eckler. Again, we just saw the Rams giving up the fourth most points to running backs on this season. Uh, Carson against New Orleans. They're actually solid against the run. A firm D-line there. Uh, so I don't feel quite as good about him. Derrick Henry, though, against Jacksonville just a few uh, last season. Remember him just absolutely abominating them. Uh, Denver gives up the 13th most points for Aaron Jones. Cleveland giving up the 8th most points to running backs. We saw Bell just dominating them. He had tons of work, but they are horrible at tackling. So I really think Todd Gurley needs a little bit more of your love this week. I am nervous about Bell. I mean, he played so hard for this team, and I liked what I saw from him uh, breaking tackle after tackle after tackle. But how long is that motivation going to last on this shitstorm roster? And New England's going to blow these guys out. I could totally see Gase pulling Bell early because they're down by so much. So I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Bell this week, despite how great he looks. 
Uh, Nick asking him, super deep at wide receiver, Fitz Ross, Crowder, Cup Hopkins. I think Crowder, if you're asking who's going to be cut first, should be the one with Donald Hurt. I only have Jacobs, White, and Dalvin Cook at running back. Oh, you only have Dalvin Cook and Jacobs. Whoa, poor you, Nick. Come on, man. It's a great backfield. Would you drop Crowder or Ross and pick up Jacobs backup for some insurance handcuff or just run lean at running back until I'm forced to make a move? I think you could totally cut Crowder regardless. I don't know if I absolutely need uh, to get the backup for Jacobs. I mean, you really want Doug Martin or Jalen Richard? Not huge on those guys, but like Darwin Thompson, for instance, maybe I stash him with these guys getting a little bit banged up. Uh, obviously, that's awesome. You have Hollywood Brown. So you definitely have the receivers. I think you can cut Crowder because who knows when Darnold will be back? Who knows how he'll be when he gets back? Uh, so yeah, I think Crowder can be cut, but I don't know if it's for a Raiders backup running back. That might not be the play. So let me know what other running backs. I think you DM'd us about this, Nick, uh, and I'll make sure to go check that out. I've just been busy getting my season long big board ready. I had to, man. Goff was crap in our league. It's like two wide receiver, happy PR Hopkins, and now Gordon with Dak as QB. Yeah, I think you, you can play Gordon. I'd like to know what other wide receivers you have, but I, I do think Goff is too inconsistent, so I don't hate the move at all, Sal. Uh, I think it's worth it to to get Dak. He's going to be a cheat code this year. Um, once they get paid, they take the foot off the pedal. Goff, yeah, exactly. Dak's still going to get paid. I like the motivation. I think that's good points. I got no backups. It's a 14-team league. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think those wide receivers in a 14-teamer, that's that's incredible, dude. Let's keep looking at these running backs. I'm going to cut this, you know, high-end RB1 tier off at Bell. Carson normally belongs in there, but that is a strong D-line for New Orleans. And I'm nervous, you know, the fumbling woes, then he gets benched immediately. I didn't feel great about seeing that go down the way it did. Uh, Instead, I'd rather have Mark Ingram in there against uh, an improved Kansas City front, but... I still think he could easily find the end zone for this team. I, how do you not have Derrick Henry, though? I mean, this guy has done nothing but eat. I'm going to put him up with the RB1s, too. He belongs there at this point. He's going to be a guy that wins you leagues as a third rounder this year. So I'm a huge fan of Derrick Henry. Uh, we were a preseason. We told you he was going to be one of your best values. So I'm a big fan of that. Let's keep going. Fitz and E. Sanders. Sanders is the man. I, I If you check out my season-long big board, Sal, I, I put him all the way up, I think, into my top 40 overall. If he's getting it done like that against Chicago and he's going to get peppered that much uh, against uh, that pathetic defense, I mean, against uh, by Joe Flacco, and he can get it done against those guys. Imagine when he gets soft matchups. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a humongous fan of Emmanuel Sanders this year. No doubt about that. Looking at these running backs now, we're in like the high-end RB2 tier. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Connor, a little riskier with Mason Rudolph as the starter. Uh, You can't love that by any means. Um, Josh Jacobs against Minnesota. We saw them get destroyed by Aaron Jones. Sorry if you benched him this week on my behalf. But yeah, that, that was tough. Pittsburgh, not great against anybody. Let's kind of see. I want to I want to get to the matchup calendar and confirm some of these things. So KC giving up only the 27th most points. Oakland only giving up the 29th. So yeah, t- tougher matchups than pegged for. Uh, and maybe Ingram not quite the beautiful play. I was making him up to be... I do think Philly is as tough as they come against the run. San Fran been shockingly good. They really made a ton of moves on their D-line this this um, offseason. And man, are those paying out, panning out. Um, 
In terms of great matchups, Freeman gets Indy. They're giving up the third most points on the ground. But I hate Freeman. Uh, Hyde gets the Chargers, giving up the fifth most points. Hyde, a very sneaky good play. Sanders gets Detroit, but that's too much of a committee. Uh, Baltimore giving up the least amount of points to running backs. Not shocking. I love Singletary this week. Uh, Facing Cincinnati, and if he's out, then Frank Gore could have a monster effort, and he's widely available. So you're looking for streamers. Just a couple matchup plays, but let's continue on with the guys we know. Where's Breed? I just want to see what Pittsburgh does against the run. Uh, Pittsburgh, 11th most points. So yeah, Brita, you can feel good about, although he doesn't get any touchdowns, which is extremely infuriating, obviously, for all you owners out there. Tennessee, definitely tough against the run. I think Sony has a better bet for a score than a lot of these guys. Atlanta gets killed by pass-catching back, so I think Mack could have a decent day. But last week showed you how game flow dependent he can really be. So this is where it's going to, you know, the top 12 or so are pretty much all the same names. But now we're going to get into the range that we're going to see a lot of influx. I'm going to go on a limb here and say maybe it's wishful thinking. I think Joe Mixon Buffalo only get, giving up the 14th most points, so middle of the pack. I think this is the week Joe Mixon can finally bounce back and start getting his season on track. If he doesn't do it this week, now it's time to hit the panic button. But for right now, until we see uh, him against Buffalo finally healthy, let's see the, this offense get rolling. I think Mixon can kind of bounce back this week. As this is showing, though, I'm a little bit lower on Carson. I don't like Fournette this week. I'm lower on Marlon Mack um, against Atlanta. Just because I could see them getting down against the the. The Falcons, too. That offense is starting to click slowly but surely. I'm going to bump Jacobs up, too. He's got a groin injury that you got to make sure you track. And obviously, Connor has that knee injury you got to track. So those guys at less than 100 make me a little nervous. Uh, Breeder, without the scores, has to get a little bumped down. I think uh, Philip Lindsay. Green, I mean, was Royce Freeman the back to earn, own there, though? Tenth most points to running back for Green Bay. We just saw uh, Dalvin Cook run wild on them. Similar zone-blocking scheme being employed by Denver. I think Philip Lindsay can have one of his better games of the year, so I'm going to give him a little bump up. I do like David Montgomery, that workload. you got to feel a lot better. They clearly made a concerted effort with 19 touches going his way, only like three touches going to the pathetic and awful Mike Davis. So finally, you know, it only took two weeks, thank God. I thought it was going to be a little bit longer for Nagy to wake up. But he finally woke up and gave Montgomery that workhorse treatment. Still a risk. And, you know, who knows if he's fully committed yet. But if that was any indication, I think he is. I'm going to bump Hyde up. 20 carries this last week. Uh, No touchdowns, but 90 yards. Getting that much volume in such a potential high-powered attack is great news for Hyde. Bad news, obviously, for Duke Johnson. Uh, More of their pass catching back. So I I really like Hyde out there in, you know, only 40% owned coming into today. So I I like uh, Carlos Hyde as a potential option there. Uh, Good. I hate the Jets, but I really feel, really like Darnold. I feel bad for that kid. I do. I I do as well, Nick, because I think Darnold is made of some special stuff. I'd like to see him get the shot. But yeah, it doesn't. Aaron Aaron Wilton. Was Monty playing more on Sunday? Better for this week and moving forward? So I just hopefully answered that. But yes, played a ton more, got used a ton more, and wasn't the most efficient, getting only you know 60-ish yards on almost 20 touches. But still, uh, you got to be encouraged by the way he was used. He was still breaking tackles like his calling card has always been. Moving down this list, I'm going to bump up Singletary. We just saw 
the 49ers score like what four rushing touchdowns something of that nature against this pathetic Cincy team I think Devin Singletary as long as he plays is a wonderful option uh I'm much higher on him but I'm also going to bump up Frank Gore versus the pack 12 spots higher than his ECR up to running back 29 in my ranks Uh, and he's going to go up even further if Singletary's hamstring injury lingers the early reports are it's just day-to-day so I don't expect Singletary to miss the week and he's looked by far the more explosive guy uh, so the the preferred play here but yeah I, I like him to go in I like Malcolm Brown I know he's coming off a weak effort but he still played uh, the majority of goal line snaps. Yes, Gurley got the goal line touchdown, but Brown looks like a beast. Uh, he was breaking tackles left and right. I think he leads the league right now in broken tackles per attempt. Uh, and he's going to be that closer in games. And I think Cleveland's D, is ho- they're so horrible at tackling that I can see Malcolm Brown definitely stumbling his way into the end zone. Uh, and that's, let's put in a new tier. Add tier. I'm going to cut this one off before. Right at Hyde. Uh, so James White. And then these are going to be like your potential guys. Damian Williams at 30, 31 right now. Clearly I'm low on him. Part of it's that matchup. Baltimore giving up the least points to running backs. Uh, but also he's banged up. Who knows if he's going to actually play. Someone you have to monitor. Sounds like LaShawn McCoy is going to play. But he was just completely sluggish and pathetic. In 14 carries. Racking up 23 yards on uh, Sunday in fill-in duty. So I don't feel great about McCoy. You're not really going to use any of these Chiefs running backs this week, in my opinion. In fact, maybe Darwin Thompson's the most intriguing option. Do you like Mostert as a potential, like just like Malcolm Brown, a potential touchdown guy, higher on him? Duke Johnson, I think, still looks great. He's still as talented as I ever thought he was, but not going to get the goal line carries with Hyde there. And Hyde's getting that early down work if the, the Texans go up big then you're going to see Duke Johnson continue to disappear. So he's not all that usable. Uh, Neither is Miles Sanders. I like Royce Freeman, actually, a lot more than most of these guys. He's looked fantastic. I could see him ultimately claiming this backfield. Now, again, I'm higher on Lindsey this week. They struggled, uh, Green Bay did, with a smaller back and and Dalvin Cook, a fast accelerator. Lindsey's obviously no Dalvin Cook, but again, that zone-blocking scheme I think is going to be great for Royce and great for Lindsey, and both of those guys could be playable this week. I'd rather have either one of them in than Devonta fucking Freeman. What a pathetic bag of dirt. I'll put him at running back 30 just ahead of Malcolm Brown. The matchup is very soft against Indianapolis, but he's just about splitting time with Ido Smith. Who's to say Ido Smith, who's looked better, he racked up 10 more yards on seven less carries on Sunday, isn't the play here. Uh, So Devonta Freeman, I think, has to hit your bench in most leagues. I'm not going to be touching him. And then you got Adrian Peterson, the old man, still getting it done. Faces Chicago, the hardest run D besides Baltimore in the league right now. So I don't feel great about him. Let me just cut this tier off. Uh, and then th- this is going to pretty much be the only last of the usable running backs. Uh, so hopefully, you know, Frank Gore is going to be an option for you if you're desperate at running back. He's out there in 90% of leagues right now. And those are really the last guys I'd ever feel comfortable using. I'll bump Thompson up a bit because even though he's facing Chicago, he's a pass catcher. He goes in the slot a lot where they are vulnerable. So I could see Thompson being a lot more usable than plenty of these other guys on this list. I'm just scrolling through. Is there anyone else popping off to me as people to throw in? I mean, Drake against Dallas? No. You don't want anyone to do with Miami. They're just disgusting. I'm going to bump Ito Smith up, actually, as we just raved about. 
splitting time almost evenly with Freeman, who's getting the, the edge Freeman is on the workload, but Smith has been outplaying him, and I wouldn't be shocked to see those balances shift into his favor. Uh, so I'm going to bump Ito Smith as a potential streamer up. Um, one sec. Where did I put Freeman? Devonta Freeman. I, I'd rather have Moster. Yeah, I mean, I'm down on Devonta. Um, and then there was a streamer I wanted to toss out there. Where the fuck did he go? I just had him in my sights. Ugh. Oh, Peyton Barber, also you know severely underowned right now, coming off an 80-yard TD day. It's hideous. It's ugly. You're not going to feel great about ever using him, but the Giants are equally hideous, especially on defense. Uh, I think he could easily stumble his ass into the end zone again this week, so I'm going to move him into my starter territory. I'm going to actually bump him above. Uh, no, this is fine. You know, 36. So those are your last starters. Tariq Cohen, uh, you know, maybe. He's got that pass game role on lock, but that amounted to nothing this week. But I could see that, you know, getting back involved. But yeah, that, that Peyton Barber kind of cuts off my last usable guys. And there could be some movement around this tier. I wouldn't be shocked. Freeman, definitely my centerpiece there. Let's move on to wide receiver. Any other questions before I get there? Sal, what's the IG page name, bro? Roto Street Journal. What else is it going to be? Check it out on uh, IG. We're do, we do some funny-ass stuff. Lots of interaction going on there. Uh, so just Roto Street Journal, Sal, is where you can find us on Instagram. Alrighty. I'm going to pull up the matchup calendar for wide receivers as well now that we've made it through running backs. Um, and then we'll start getting these guys into your radar, who to start, who to sit, all that good stuff. I think you know, Julio Jones against Indy, that humongous game, came late against me. Uh, speaking of our Instagram page, a funny little meme about that one. Went to bed, he had six points, woke up, he had 25 right up my ass. So that didn't feel too good, but ultimately... Uh, I mean, that's what Julio does. He's a monster, and I, I still pull out the win, thank God. But yeah, he's going to get it done against Indy's pathetic corners. I think, you know, Hopkins, as good as a play as you, you'll ever ask for, that's a banged-up secondary. I might even have him above Julio. Uh, Two-touchdown day could c- come for him. Odell is just so deadly after the catch, so I think he deserves top three status. We saw that with that 89-yard touchdown run. Keenan Allen, though, might be my top three guy. He has 40% of that target share right now with this team as banged up as they are. Really hard to have any receivers too much higher than Keenan Allen. Um, And I have Devontae Adams fallen just a little bit. Still hasn't found the end zone on the season, uh, which you have to be a little nervous about. It's just more of a run-heavy team than we've ever seen with the Packers. Uh, Denver, though, their secondary hasn't been anything overly special. Give him the 18th or so most points. Uh, Evans gets a great bounce back matchup. So does Godwin, uh, who doesn't need to bounce back against the Giants coming up the fourth most points. So let's take a quick look at the wide receiver matchup calendar. Cooper against Miami is going to be something to target and exploit. Oakland giving up the third most points to wide receivers. Part of that is a matter of getting bombed by Patrick Mahomes himself. But yeah, they're, they're pretty bad against that. They have no secondary either. Uh, Diggs could be in line for a bounce back week with Oakland giving up the third most points. Lockett against New Orleans. They can get dusted deep coming off a 12-target day. So these are some guys I'm going to target for sure this week. Kenny Galladay, Philly as bad as it gets. And Adam Washington giving up the most points to wide receivers. We could see Allen Robinson emerge as that target hog. So let's kind of slide some of those guys in in these positive matchups. Uh, We've got to get some more comments, folks. We've got to get some more shares. Let's get some more people in here. Last week we almost had 100. We're at a pathetic 30 right now. 
now and only five likes? The fuck's wrong with you selfish pricks? Come on, give us something. Give us a little love. I'm a whore. I'm begging for it. But come on now. We can be better than this. Uh, so even with Teddy Bridge playing, I think Michael Thomas, I mean, how much? How many points has Seattle given up to wide receivers? It has to be pretty high up there. They've been awful all year. Mikey Thomas, uh, 13th most points. I, I expected it to be more, to be honest. That secondary is abysmal. I can see him roasting people left and right. Why is Godwin? Where the hell is he? Uh, eight, okay. I don't think he's got to be b- below Mike Evans. I think he's got to be above Mike Evans at this point. I think Cooper against Miami, fantastic play. So yeah, I can see you know why Mike Thomas is a little lower with some of those options out here. Juju, mm, not a humongous fan uh, with Mason Rudolph starting. I think Tyler Lockett has to be higher. I think Adam Thielen, I mean, such a run-heavy attack. But ultimately... Oh, what's going on, Diego? Good to see you, my dude. I didn't even know you had popped into the show. Um, hmm. I mean, like we mentioned, Allen Robinson could be a monster. The, they're giving up the most points to wide receivers. Washington is. Um, Mitch Trubisky really doesn't throw to anybody else at this point because of how much he's regressed as a passer. What's Indy give up to wide receivers? Hold on, let me check that calendar again. Indy, you know, charges very middle of the pack. Indy actually giving up the 29th. So, you know, one of the tougher matchups for wide receivers in Julio Jones. Maybe, just maybe, I go Keenan Allen above him. This is a great week for these, like, middle, uh, you know, lower-end wide receiver ones. In terms of matchups, they have the much better options uh, there. And I don't think Antonio Brown's going to have nearly as good of a week as he did last week. So he's going to be one I'm going to be much lower on. He's wide receiver 10 by the ECRs. I'm going to bump him down. I think last week it was like, this is a scrimmage against these pathetic Dolphins. Uh, let's, get, you know, let's get some game action. Let's get some chemistry built. I don't see that being quite as fruitful this week. Elsewhere, I mean, Sammy Watkins, the one wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs to actually do nothing this week. Shockingly, their number one guy still saw 13 targets, though. Uh, in Baltimore, that could be a shootout game for the ages. So I'm going to get Sammy Watkins in a bounce back effort. I mean, Larry Fitz just posted 100 yards on these guys, as did Christian Kirk. So I think Sammy Watkins can kind of rebound and have himself a nice day. I think T.Y. Hilton, uh, he's been the, the only touchdown scorer. He's got great red zone chemistry going on right now with, uh, with Jacoby Brissett. So I bump him up. I think the Thielen matchup's beautiful against Oakland. They're giving up the third most points to wide receivers. Kenny Galladay, I mean, that that secondary does not exist, and that should be a shootout-style game, so let's get him bumped up. But let's get a tier in here. Uh, nice getting some views up there. It's got to be my boy Diego sharing it out. Much appreciated. Anybody else that shares this out, it goes such a long way for us, so we greatly appreciate that. I'm going to cut this tier off. Right at Sammy Watkins. So, you know, again, Hopkins at one, Allen at two, Julio at three, Odell Beckham at four. Your elite talents and solid matchups. Those are your your number ones, but not far behind in tier two. Adams at five, Cooper at six. I'm going to actually bump Adams below some of these guys. The Giants get up the fourth most points to wide receivers. I really think this is where Evans and Godwin both explode. We've already seen Godwin exploding. I think Evans rebounds this week. Thomas has the matchup against Seattle. Let's see what he can do with Teddy Bridgewater at Q. And then Watkins, I think, bounces back. And now we're looking at your last acceptable ones, but definitely your high-end wide receiver twos. Uh, great options here. Uh, Nick James asking, Hollywood Ross, the third, Fitz James White, half PPR flex. 
I'm leaning Fitz there. Uh, I mean, Ross, though, holy shit, this guy is looking realer and more real by the day. So I, I like Ross, but ultimately I'm going to go Fitz. That volume, I mean, they're going to chuck the ball 50-plus times. I don't see Fitz ever dipping below 10 or more targets. He's got 100 yards in both weeks so far. I really like Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, he's the guy I would go this week. Again, I love... Allen Robinson, a guy I'm higher on this week. Washington giving up the most points to wide receivers. That secondary's been abysmal. Kenny Galladay has to be high up in your rankings. I love Lockett at 14 here. Against New Orleans, giving up plenty of points, the six most points to wide receivers. He's fresh off a 12-target day. We still haven't had that genuine Lockett blow-up. I could see it coming this week. Uh, Diggs, I think, is in a good rebound spot. I have Cup at 17 here. As a slot guy, he's the, he's the guy that Goff is making sure to go to when plays break down. Denny Jennings, Marvin Jones, or DJ Moore for the flex. Gotta be DJ Moore. Sees 14 targets last week. I think it was right around 13 the week before. He's been a dominant target hog. Uh, if only Cam Newton was better, his stats would be off the roof. Uh, but Marvin Jones is, you know, what is he, third, fourth on this target totem pole? The volume is much more consistent for DJ Moore. So even with Cam Newton blowing as hard as anyone could ever blow, I really think DJ Moore is the play there. Plus, you have the matchup against Arizona, who's getting routinely dusted by whoever they're facing. I'm a huge fan of DJ Moore in that matchup. Uh, So I roll him. T-Bone Smith asking Josh Jordan. I don't know who Josh Jordan is. Maybe you mean Josh Jacobs or John Ross. Uh, You gotta let me know the the scoring settings as well there. I'm gonna lean, I, I mean, John Ross... He seems like he's the play. He just keeps getting it done. Two back-to-back 100-yard days. I don't know that I fully buy him. He might be my top sell-high candidate right now uh, to someone that just sees all the points he's been racking up. I'm not a firm believer yet. Uh, so I lean Josh Jacobs. There's a groin injury there, so track that. See if they're going to you know, limit his workload at all. But that's the guy I would lean John Brown, though, has to be higher in these wide receiver rankings. He's been by far the number one target there for uh, for the Bills. Josh, Josh Allen loves him. Their chemistry is very real, and that was raved about all summer. We're seeing it come into fruition, and then you get Cincinnati. We saw Debo Samuels light this team up. They have no secondary. They have no front seven. I really think Allen's going to destroy these guys. One of my favorite DraftKings plays this week, uh, and I think John Brown blows up, no doubt about it. Robert Woods at Cleveland. It's just a matter of you know which Rams receiver is going to blow up. I think Cooper Cup will be the most consistent guy there each and every week. Um, so that kind of cuts off these high-end wide receiver twos. I mean, Ridley belongs there based on how he's played this season. But Indy is sneaky good in their secondary right now, at least against wide receivers. So I'd be more nervous to play Ridley than some of these other guys. You're going to start him. I'd rather have Larry Fitz in my lineup, though. Soft matchup against Carolina, and he got it done against Baltimore. If you can do 100 yards against Baltimore, I, he will easily post 100 against this pathetic Carolina team. Think about what just Godwin did out of them, and he's the slot weapon. Larry Fitz is going to light these guys up. I think he has to be higher on these rankings Diggs, you know, I love the bounce back spot against my, uh, Oakland. I think he will easily find the end zone again. But that low volume attack has to have you nervous right now. Uh, I really think Thielen, too, has to get bumped below some of these other guys that could just net like, you know, 15 targets this week in better spots. 
Uh, so as this tier shows, though, higher on Allen Robinson and Tyler Lockett this week, much higher on John Brown and Larry Fitz, too, and a little bit lower on, you know, definitely lower on Antonio Brown, 12 spots below. I don't think he's going to get peppered like he did uh, in this week, and plus, who knows if he's even going to play with all these allegations coming out against him. Uh, I think he means Josh Gordon. Uh, who knows what he means? Uh, we'll find out. Jose Rosola, should I play Dak? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what reason would you have not to play Dak, my dude? He's been, you know, what, number three quarterback in fantasy right now, lighting it up each and every week. That Kellamore attack is the real deal, and Dak looks completely locked in. Oh, and he gets Miami this week, who Lamar Jackson threw five touchdowns against, who Tom Brady just murdered too. Yeah, you got to have Dak get. He's my number three quarterback. No doubt about it. Make sure you have him locked in. Nick James, since you said Fitz, should I start Kyler or, or over A-Rod to pair with him? Yeah, I have Kyler over A-Rod anyways. I just think, again, the, the ceiling is capped right now for Rodgers. He's going to have that you know five-touchdown week sooner than later, but it's so much more run-heavy, a lot more ground control there. I love Kyler. You know he's chucking it 50-plus times, and he's definitely due. You know, 360 yards against Baltimore, he still hasn't had that multi-touchdown score to balance it out type of day. The yards have been there. The touchdowns have it. I definitely could see that changing against a Carolina team uh, that's that's weak, very weak in the secondary. He got it done again against Baltimore. I think he can get it done in this matchup. I think Ridley's moving up every week. Diego, if you check my season-long big board, rotostreetjournal.com, where we feed and breed those wolves. Yes, Ridley has been dominating. He's going to be a fixture on our stock watch. And I do, I don't mean to just promo endlessly here, but we do have our new app for those of you who haven't downloaded it, Roto Street Journal. Search it in your app store. It's beautiful. Derek Miller did a fantastic job. Our stock watch is nice and organized. We have our writers churning out gold content for that. Our weekly rankings will be in there. This this episode uh, will be in there and all these rankings after the fact. So check out our app. Just search Roto Street Journal in your app store. Uh, Mike Thomas asking, what about Sterling Shepard? Uh, I mean, could you use him? Sure. I really think Daniel D- Danny Dimes is going to take this offense to new heights. I think Tampa Bay is very exploitable. So let's kind of look where I might slide in Sterling Shepard. I mean, he's ranked ECR 41. Has to be higher. Now, Emmanuel Sanders, 35. How disrespectful can you be? This guy is the wide receiver three in fantasy points right now. He's clearly the number one target. He got it done. That's the hardest secondary in the league in Chicago. He's going to roast Green Bay, no doubt about it. Yeah, they are much improved on defense this year, but Sanders is the real deal, folks. I would have him even above Robert Woods. That is just significant disrespect for a guy that has been dominating somehow. Off an Achilles injury, this guy is is dominating. Mm. I'm believing you're by now, at least fantasy-wise. I'm not sure what that is. Uh... For for Nick James commenting there, should I be worried about Mike Evans? Asks Jose. Ah, uh, I wouldn't be. I think this is actually the ideal time to buy low. I think his coming out party is this week against the Giants, giving up the fourth most points to wide receivers. I, I think the fact that Godwin's playing so well will only end up helping Mike Evans because now the attention, you know, one week it might shift to Godwin, and then you're going to have Evans blow up. I wouldn't be worried about him. You have to have him in your lineup against this soft giant secondary uh, for sure this week. Digs over Ridley, week three PPR. As of right now, Anthony, I do have that. I do think Ridley, scorching start, tough to bench, but I think Indy's secondary better than they get credit for, and I think the ground game might work it a little bit more this week. 
Uh, Chris Jason saying, I played him week one, but didn't trust him versus Baltimore and lost because of it, shaking my head. Uh, yes, you got to have him in there. I think the yards from Kyler Murray are going to meet the touchdowns this week. He's going to have his best week of the season. You're starting to see that pace get picked up a little bit. They're getting more and more comfortable in this air raid offense, so I'm a big fan. Still, 50 comments and 8 likes, guys. Come on. Give us more likes. Give us some more shares. We really want this to be found and discovered by more people, and all that stuff helps. Diego, I know you're doing your part, my man. I really appreciate that. Uh, who should I trade James White for? Also, I have Woods and Cooks, which I which should I trade? I also have T.Y. Hilton. Aaron, that's a, that's a really tough question to answer. It's much easier to answer trade questions where it's like, uh, you know, who should I trade James White for player X or player Y? I don't know who's on the table for him. If you're trying to gauge values like that, you got to go check out our season-long big board, rotostreetjournal.com. It'll be pinned right to the top. I just updated it before this broadcast and posted it. So if you want that look at a season-long big board, which we're also going to be adding to the app, not to keep promoing, but the app is going to be the real deal. It's going to be in our next version of that. But if you need a season-long value gauge, check out that big board. I think that's the perfect place to answer that question because without like player x and player y or this trade and that trade i can't really say trade james white for you know matt Breida. i I need to know who's you're considering there uh jonathan DeSantos, welcome back my guy who what do you think about john ross over gordon and brandon cooks let's find out where i slide in john ross this week it's going to be tough to keep him this low uh but then you know this let's get i'll answer some of these wide receiver questions looks like we got a bunch coming in Hopefully, I can answer them as I sift through these guys. Now, this week, I'd rather have DJ Moore than Edelman. Uh, Arizona secondary, again, is one of the worst in the league. Uh, and DJ Moore has been a consistent 14-plus target guy. Now, let's see who's at quarterback. Might even be an upgrade, honestly, to have someone other than Cam Newton throwing the rock the way he has looked like complete and utter garbage. Uh, but, yeah, let's sift through these guys. I'm not going to have Curtis Samuel above some of these guys. Definitely got to bump down Josh Gordon with that target share, as sketchy as it is. I think Marquise Brown in yet another spot to get deep and blow through another defense, just like he has been routinely. I like John Ross. I really do. Right up there with Tyler Boyd. He's just getting it done. They're finding him on broken plays. He's playing that Brandon Cooks role in this Rams-style attack. Uh, So I am a fan of John Ross, no doubt about it. I think Christian Kirk, though, we saw Chris Godwin dominate out of the slot. That's where Larry Fitz is going to be manning, but I could see them moving their number one quarter uh, on Larry Fitz. We saw Evans going to get shut down by Carolina's top coverage, and that would leave Christian Kirk tons of room to be roaming free. So I'd rather have Kirk in there than John Ross, but it's close. Other guys down here, a McLaurin I love, but not this week, against a tough Chicago secondary. Uh, Tyrell Williams... I think, you know, tough coverage with Xavier Rhodes, but he can get it done for sure. He's a target hog, making contested catches in the end zone. I see your question, Diego. I love Tyrell Williams. Not as much this week with the tougher matchup, but he can still get it done. This secondary is beatable. We saw Adams churning on them. I I really like Tyrell Williams still, even in a tougher uh, matchup. Um, Let me add a tier here. Because I think we're getting to kind of the last of the usable guys. And I'll bump up some guys that pop uh, off the page, in my opinion, 
lower. I'm going to have Gordon in the next tier. I really don't know how much I trust him. Uh, I do, again, to reiterate the point, I think they were absolutely force-feeding Antonio Brown uh, to get him acclimated. They treated it as a scrimmage, and they only have limited time to get him and Brady's rapport going. We won't see that again this week. They're going to find the open guy, but each and every week between him and Edelman, that's just going to be tough to project. So these Patriot receivers do take a hit, in my opinion. Uh, Edelman, too, getting a little bit of a bump down. Uh, And then after that, I like DK to get deep. I do really like Shepard this week. Uh, As long as he's playing, he's out of concussion protocol against that Tampa Bay defense with Danny Dimes, a better QB upgrade. I think Shepard here in in season-long outlook would look great for the rest of the season with Danny Dimes. I'm a big believer in him. I think he's going to get the job done, and I cannot wait to watch him start to light it up on the NFL field. I think Aguilar has to be higher. How much many points are the Eagles uh, the Detroit giving up to opposing wide receivers? I think it's a definitely a, a fair amount. Let's find uh, Deshaun Jackson. So yeah, giving up the 10th most points. We got Deshaun Jackson sitting. We have uh, Alshon Jeffrey sitting. So I think you can definitely feel great about Nelson Aguilar. I mean, who's going to be that number one wide receiver for this team? It's He's got every shot. Obviously, Ertz, the main vein of that passing attack with all these guys out. But Aguilar, 100 yards uh, in a touchdown, almost had another 60 yards added to that. I think he actually has to be hard, higher than this in a absolutely fantastic one-week stream for those of you desperate at wide receiver. Sutton has to be higher. I mean, this guy is getting it done. Uh, week in and week out, uh, making athletic plays. Looks like he has taken that next step. I I don't like Jarvis Landry at all. I didn't like him coming into the year. I don't like his usage right now. I thought maybe there's a chance that, you know, with Odell Beckham clearing the field, Landry would get into that back in that high volume, uh, short passing, you know, yak opportunity type role. And it hasn't been there. So I'm not a big fan of Landry. I would not be starting him uh, unless I really had to. Other than that, you know, Debo Samuel looked fantastic, and that Pittsburgh secondary is abysmal. I'm going to bump him up in my rankings. Alshon expected to miss the game, so I'm going to X him out. I'm not considering Corey Davis ever. Let's just throw him as far down as you can. He is fucking awful. Oh, I hate Corey Davis. Hopefully, I mean, I'm sure all you guys have heard that rant before. I'm going to give uh, James Washington a good bump up. Just because he has that chemistry. When these receivers come in uh, with new quarterbacks, Mason Rudolph coming in, we've seen those two lighting it up this entire preseason. Uh, touchdown in 70 yards in week one, 78 yards week two, a 41-yard touchdown again. They played Oklahoma State ball together. They've been on the second team consistently together. James Washington has an unbelievable rapport with Mason Rudolph, and now Dante Moncrief continues to suck all over the field. So I think Washington is going to get that number two role, and I think he's going to thrive. So he's a guy I would be scrambling to get in every single waiver wire, and a guy that, you know, if an owner has him to try to buy low, have him, you know, be a toss in peace. I think he's a guy that will really light it up from here on out the rest of the season. Uh, thoughts on Tyrell? I already answered that one. Would you drop Marvin Jones and pick up Golden Tate, half PPR? Yeah, I really think I would. Marvin Jones, when are you going to actually ever try him? Oh, I, I missed yours, Edward, so don't worry. I'm going to get to that comment too. Uh, do I trust Sammy Watkins is what he's asking. I'll get there. Yes, I do though. Um, 
I've been itching to start Kyler. This is the week, Nick James. You have to make sure you get him in. Uh, I think that's going to be a potential shootout game. And even if not, Carolina secondary, very weak. Sterling Shepard, I, I talked about Mike. I do like him with Danny Dimes being there. Um, I, I, I scrolled through some of these comments. I went up too high. Um, where do I believe in Sammy this week? That's where we were. Edward. Uh, yes, I do. I think you know if, if Kyler Murray can throw for 360 against this team, then I think Pat Mahomes absolutely can throw just as much. Uh, Baltimore secondary might be a little overrated because they shut down who? Josh Rosen and fucking Fitzpatrick week one. I definitely think the Chiefs offense will be a business as usual. Watkins still had 13 targets despite the other guys thriving around him. If anything, that gives defensive coordinators more guys in terms of Demarcus Robinson and McCole Hardman to pay attention to, which should ideally open up some more better quality looks for Sammy Watkins. Uh, so yeah, I'm a full believer in Sammy Watkins. I have him at what? Wide receiver 10 here. Uh, absolutely could bounce back and have another humongous monster effort as the number one guy for the best quarterback in the game. Would I drop Marvin Jones for Golden Tate? Denny, yes, I would. Uh, you're never going to use Marvin Jones. Let's be real here. There's very few weeks he's going to actually be usable. Sure, he'll have his couple here and there blow up op, uh, uh, efforts, but ultimately, Golden Tate could become an every week fixture. Him and Danny Jones looked uh, great in the preseason together. Uh, and Golden Tate is one of the hardest runs after the catch guys. Perfect for Pat Shermer's scheme that is predicated on just quick hits and letting receivers do a lot of the work. I think Golden Tate's going to be a monster in this scheme. And if Danny Dimes is as good as he looked this preseason, this offense should hum. So yeah, only 30% owned. I'm glad you're getting that on our, our people tuning in's radar. I love uh, Golden Tate for sure um, once he can come back in a couple weeks. I gave you my thoughts on Tyrell already. TK Bender, QB Mitch T or Danny Jones? You got to go Danny Jones. I, I think you got to roll the upside. What have you seen from Mitch Trubisky that could ever give you confidence, TK, in using him? So yeah, I go Danny Jones, no doubt about it. It's riskier, but I think the ceiling is so much higher. Would you start Evans and Godwin? I'm also starting Brown. But my flex options are Woods and Godwin. You got to have Godwin in. If you're playing one or the other, it's Godwin. But yes, I would definitely start Mike Evans and Godwin. I think both of them are going to light it up this week. I would have both those guys in, even over Antonio Brown. I think Brown, yes, a great week this week. But I don't know that he's going to always see the volume. I think that was a by-design type game plan to build chemistry against a horrible team. So I have Godwin and Evans higher than any of the other guys you have listed there, uh, John Danley. Jeremiah Moore, Cam got hurt. Should I pick up Jones, Minshew, Keenum, Rudolph, Bridgewater, Falk, or play Trubisky? I go Jones out of all those guys. Uh, Keenum has also had some decent efforts, and they're going to keep playing from behind. But uh, they're facing Chicago this week. You can't play Keenum in that type of matchup. So, yeah, I go Jones. What if I package White and Cooks for, let's say, Juju? I don't know if Juju's the guy I would be targeting, though. Let's see how he looks in a full game with Mason Rudolph. Uh, I really wouldn't be shocked if uh, he takes a decent step back because, you know, one, Mason Rudolph's no Big Ben, and two, the chemistry just might not be there. Chris was high on Kyler before. That's what I was talking. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got you. I've, I've been up fucking way too late, too. Aaron DeVenter, thoughts on Chris Carson and David Johnson coming off poor performances? Great question, Aaron, and thank you for sharing. Uh, and, that, you know, I want to plug that. Anybody that's willing to share this, that goes such a long way for us. Um, so I really appreciate that. But 
One, I think Carson is the ultimate, uh, I mean, David Johnson, a great buy low. He's had two tougher matchups and now gets by far the softest matchup in Carolina. I could see him having a three-touchdown monster this week. They give up tons of work to the running back. I mean, Peyton Barber had 80 yards in a TD against him, and, and they got beat. Who was it they faced uh, in week one? Carolina. I mean, Gurley and Malcolm Brown both were steamrolling through there. So I think David Johnson gets his season on track this week in his best matchup yet. So I think he's bouncing back big. I like Carson, but you saw how quick um, Pete Carroll's going to be to give these guys the axe if they fumble, and Carson has consistently had fumbling issues, so I'm a little bit more nervous. You'd think he was more locked in than he actually is. Uh, I I think he's going to bounce back. I think he's going to be fine, but yeah, I'm a little bit more worried than I normally would be uh, with him. Diego, thank you for tuning in. Much appreciated as always. Uh, thoughts on Mixon and Brita and Olsen? So Leo, I think Mixon could bounce back, but you have to be very concerned. Two things I don't think are going to improve that have been really hurting him. That offensive line is hot steaming rubbish. Uh, that might be actually a compliment to them because of how fucking awful they are. And two is that defense is equally as bad. So one, you got no holes because the line sucks a massive fucking dick. And then two, they can't stop anybody. So they get behind so big early that they're going to abandon the run quite often. I don't know if either of those things improve, but what I do like is that this p- passing game has at least been you know, competent. They're second in the league in passing yards. I think they can start maintaining points, and that's without A.J. Green there. So once he comes back, and you know, fingers crossed, I hope that's sooner than later, I think this offense could keep games competitive, which keeps Mixon involved. He's a guy I would sneaky by low on. Now, Brita, I think, is an unbelievable talent. I really like him uh, as a runner. I hate the fact that they want to give Jeff Wilson goal line touch they want to give Raheem Mostert to- touches over him. So without Coleman, Brita still can't carve out a goal line role. That tells you this guy might score, what, five at most touchdowns in the season. He's going to be a monster because he is such a great zone runner. But ultimately, his ceiling is capped if he's getting no touchdowns. Uh, good to see you, Diego. Thank you so much for tuning in. Drop Dante Pettis. I told you to drop him last week. And yes, absolutely, you can dra- drop him this week, Nick. I'm so done with Pettis. Samuel's the number one guy there, uh, and good, good win. There's nothing to like about Pettis there. <clears throat> All righty. Would you have to do attention every duty for a month or let Corey Davis stay at your place for a weekend? Give me, give me detention duty, Heggs. I fucking hate Corey Davis, and I really think if he was staying at my place, I'd probably spit, him, spit on his face, and then I can get, you know, I'm big enough to admit Corey Davis would beat the living hell out of me. He's an NFL player after all. So for the sake of my own health, I would much rather have detention duty every day for a month. Jer- I love the question, by the way. Jeremiah Moore, I have OJ Howard, Peyton Barber, and Winston. Do you trust any of them? Not really, but I, if I'm going to play any of them, we're going to get to Titans in a second. I would play OJ Howard. I think you can use Barber and Winston. Depends on your other options. As you saw, if you, you were tuned in for the quarterbacks, Jeremiah, I have Winston up at QB 13, so streamable against this horrible Giants defense. I think that could be a sneaky shootout game if Danny Jones is as good as I expect. But yeah, I, I mean, you got to be a little bit nervous, especially about Howard and that how he's been phased out. Arians has historically never used tight ends. I thought this guy would be talented enough to kind of succumb or overcome that usage. You know, Rob Hausler was his other tight end. But right now, it's got to be ugly. You got to be worried about that. 
three white claws and you'd kick his ass, Wolf. <laughs> yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, I might need about 100 white claws, though, to make sure I feel no pain once I get slugged in the fucking dome by Corey Davis. He's as soft as can be, though. Maybe I just try to juke him out and that hamstring flares up because he's a soft little motherfucker. All right, let's wrap up wide receivers. Is there anybody lower on here that I could see being a decent, you know, Hail Mary style? I think you got to be higher on Robinson after that huge blow-up game. I'd rather have him than Landry because at least he got some upside. I think DJ Chark is really getting it done. Tennessee, the tougher matchup, but... You got to have him above D.D. Westbrook. He's the guy. I mean, as much as I love McLaurin, I'd love to start him in many weeks. He's the number one guy, and it's not really close. Chicago is a tough matchup. Now, granted, Manuel Sanders just destroyed them, and McLaurin's a similar move-all-around type of guy, so maybe he could get it done. But there's a lot of other options. Debo Samuel, only 14% owned. James Washington, only 29% owned, that I would rather see out there. Uh, you can't start anybody. Robbie Anderson going to be blanketed by Stephon Gilmore. I would not trust him at all. I don't really want you know Crowder with Falk playing. So all these guys going to get bumps down. Not that I really like any of the other guys that are below them. I'll put a tier in here though as like the cutoff point for you know last acceptable starters, and then I'll sift through these the trash heap underneath them. McCole Hardman should be a little bit higher. He was just a a penalty away from 140 yards and two TDs. So him and Robinson both, I think, sneaky strong plays. In fact, I'm going to get them higher. Uh, It's Pat Mahomes. Whoever's playing with Pat Mahomes has humongous blow-up potential each and every week. Marvin Jones, though, I mean, against Philly's soft secondary, if there's ever a week that you could use him, it would be this week. Um... With Gallup going down for a few weeks, is there a wide receiver worth rostering other than Cooper on Dallas? What an awesome question, Adrian. And yes, and you just put one guy on my radar, my Hail Mary of the week. That's Devin Smith. Catches like a 58-yard touchdown this week. One of the best deep ball trackers in the league. Uh, And they already said, obviously, said Jason Garrett, this guy is going to play more snaps. A former second-round pick that just hasn't had the health or quarterback talent to get it done. I wouldn't be shocked if he was a sneaky blow-up play this week against that awful Miami team that can be completely had deep. So thank you for the reminder. That's my Hail Mary of the week, folks, is Devin Smith uh, and Adrian Reyes. I appreciate you for letting me know that. Uh, Remind me of that one. Normally, I do like to do defenses and kickers, too. I'm going to cut this at tight ends because Denny Jennings, if you're still tuned in, you know what motherfucking day it is. I need some tequila down my fat gullet, and I need about eight tacos going down my throat. Uh, So I'm going to have to hang this shit up because Taco Tuesday starts soon. Let's get the rest of these going. I mean, Kelsey, even in a tough spot against Baltimore, is locked in, no-brainer, number one. Mark Andrews, though... Who else can you have above him? He's the number one scoring tight end. He continues to get it done each and every week. Um, But yeah, Adrian, so uh, you're welcome. And he's kind of like a streamer is Devin Smith. There's there's plenty of wide receivers, though, you want to check for first, like Debo Samuels, like James Washington. I'm not going to pick Devin Smith up over those guys. He's more so my Hail Mary play with this offense clicking. So let me know like what other guys you're seeing out there. Um, so I'm upset. Uh, I'm up against my husband this week. Let's kick his fucking ass, Brandy. Let's make that household real awkward this week. What do you think 
about Peterson or A. Jones has to be Aaron Jones, Brandy. Uh, coming off a huge week against what we thought was a tough Minnesota Rundy. Gets an easier matchup against Denver this week. You gotta love Aaron Jones. 23 carries. Whenever he's gotten volume, whenever he's gotten over 18 carries, he's averaged the fifth most points in fantasy. Uh, and you gotta feel good about his volume moving forward. Yes, Jamal Williams still snuck in 12 disgusting touches, but it was the Aaron Jones show. And I expect it to continue being that way. He was ripping 10 yarders like they were nobody's business. He's a great fit for the zone blocking scheme. So Brandy, I absolutely go Aaron Jones. It's really not much of a question. And Peterson getting that tough uh, matchup against Chicago where they could go down big early. Uh, it's a no-brainer for me. It's got to be Aaron Jones. Uh, let's continue on with our tight ends. I'll get to your question, John, uh, Denny, bunch of other people. Uh, getting your comments in. I'll make sure to get them and keep commenting in. I want to hit 100 questions if we can. Uh, I got about seven minutes left before I got to get out of here for tacos. I like Evan Ingram more than I like uh, Kittle and Ertz. Let's look at the tight end matchups, though. Uh, who's been seds on the defensive front? So Baltimore has been very tough. Uh, against tight ends. Detroit has been sneakily tough. Kansas City is still a good matchup for Andrews. What a beast he has been. Again, fantasy's top scoring tight end right now. You got to keep him rolling out. I think OJ Howard facing the six most points against tight end in a great bounce back spot. So the best matchups are clearly going to be lower. Olsen getting Arizona. You got to love Olsen this week. We've seen Hawkinson destroy them. We've seen uh, Andrews destroy them. And we're going to see Olsen destroy them this week. So where is he? He's eight. I'm going to bump him up even further than the ECR. Some other good matchups. Chicago, not a good matchup. I'm not sure why it's saying it. Witten against Miami, I think is a great bet at a touchdown this week. He's out there in almost every league. Dallas, Gasecki, I, I don't know if I could ever trust him. So uh, who's giving up the number three points to tight ends here? Did anybody see that? I'm trying to find it. Three? Let's search the number three. <laughs> that, that didn't help. Uh, Seattle giving up the third most points. So that's going to be Jared Cook this week. So maybe that's going to be an exploitable matchup and Cook can finally get his ceiling, uh, season rolling again. Um, Vance McDonald, how's San Fran against the tight ends? Let's find that out real quick. Coming off two touchdowns, clearly the guy Mason Rudolph loved in the red zone. Uh, so I was a big fan of seeing that type of volume. Where's Vance make him dance? 17th most points right in the middle of the pack there. Um, so let's get these guys organized. Ertz in the toughest matchup, but with so many guys, uh, you know, injured there, I could see him getting enormous volume. And any of these guys offer humongous upside. I think Olsen, though, against Arizona, great ceiling. Howard could have his breakout game. Let's see how Hooper, how Indy fares against the tight end. 18th, right in the middle of the pack. Uh, Darren Waller it has been unbelievable this year, getting that uh, you know Jared Cook-style treatment of the yesteryear uh, where he led the team in targets. Waller gets uh, Minnesota. They're pretty tough against the tight end, but I don't think it matters. Um, he, he's still going to be a good play, although I would have uh, Vance with that red zone upside a bit higher than him. Uh, let's cut this one off. You got to track uh, Najoku, who's in concussion protocol after getting just absolutely manhandled on uh, Monday night. i just never been a huge fan of him. Um, so Delaney Walker, this is where it starts to get ugly. You got 11 guys here that hopefully you can find one of them, and then it gets a little bit tricky. 
Um, and again, Jared Cook, much higher than the ECR, six spots higher against Seattle. I think that's a, an area to exploit them, the third most points to tight ends, because he could, could see Cook getting his way into the end zone a couple times. Uh, besides that, you know, in terms of some sleepers, Disley scored two this week. I think he could easily find the end zone again. I'd still definitely rather have uh, Najoku and the Rams that have funnel defense. They lock down the outside and let looks go over the middle. Could be a play. Ebron, always a good bet to score uh, against Atlanta. Not a strong secondary in the least. I like Jason Witten, though. Uh, again, 18% owned right now, so should be out there. I think, again, he finds the end zone. that They've run the same exact play back-to-back weeks, and it continues to be executed. Dak rolls out. They kind of like rub route, and then Witten's just free at the goal line. I think you're getting another score out of that guy this week. Other than that, you know, Eifert, how's Buffalo against tight end? 26, so they're tougher. Uh, but he's a, I think he's a great red zone guy. I hate fucking Jimmy Graham. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say, you know, after that, and I'm going to put Delaney Walker, you know, they're not in the same tier as Tyler Eifert and uh, Disley. They're going to belong, him and Hawkinson. I know Hawkinson ha- coming off an absolute dud, but uh, that's where they belong. And then these are like your last possible options here. Alrighty, guys, that wraps up my tight ends. Let me just run through it real quick for the, the podcast. One is Kelsey, despite the tough matchup. Two is Andrews, the number one tight end in fantasy right now. Evan Ingram in a great spot against Tampa Bay. Kittle, Ertz, round out my top five. Then it becomes tier three. Olsen right at the top there at tight end six, a little bit higher than the ECR uh, because he's getting Arizona, who's gotten bombed for over 100 yards in back-to-back weeks from Hawkinson and Andrews. Very exploitable matchup. Olsen's got to be one of your best plays on DraftKings. Howard, definitely a great bounce-back spot against the Giants. I think he finally gets his season on on track. I love Rudolph at eight with a touchdown upside with Mason Rudolph, who loved peppering him in the red zone this last week. Uh, Then Hooper, nice steady floor, even though the low ceiling. Cook at uh, 10, great matchup, even with Bridgewater there, the third most points to tight ends for Seattle. Waller a little bit lower at 11, a great volume, but Minnesota is great against tight ends. Then Delaney and Hawkinson round up my top 13, and hopefully you have an option by then. If not, look for Jason Witten as a great bet for a touchdown. All righty, guys. Uh, Danley asking, I need some help at running back. I have Todd Gurley and a bunch of flex options. Anyone on the wire that could pass as an RB2? Is Carlos Hyde there? Got 20 carries this week. Peyton Barber I've seen out there. Just unexciting talents that are getting solid volume in decent offenses. Uh, Some decent guys to look at. I have Najoku, Witten, Eifert, Disley, and Ebron available. Pick one rest of season, half PPR. Thanks, tacos and beers, my guy Denny Jennings. I love it. If I was going to have one of those guys the rest of the year, I think Najoku comes with the highest upside. If it was one week stream, it's Jason Witten, I think, is a better bet as a touchdown, especially with Najoku and potential touch uh, concussion protocol. But for me, Najoku has that, that highest ceiling of them all. Toon's asking, will Hawkinson bounce back this week? That was definitely concerning, and he's in a tough spot uh, facing Philadelphia, the strong linebacking core. They've always covered the tight end quite well. Let's give you the specific points uh, against tight ends. Uh, 12th most this year, so they, they maybe have become... Last year was like you don't play tight ends against Philly. Apparently they've been a little bit weaker this year. So yeah, maybe he could bounce back this week. I wouldn't want to rely on him if I had another option. But yeah, I mean my 13th tight end, definitely a potential option. Yeah, Brandy, you got to go Aaron Jones there. Uh, Ebron, I knew who you meant, Denny. I'm, I'm still going. 
uh, long term is David Njoku, but one week would be Jason Witten. Ross for real. Uh, Pitts rookie QB Rudolph starting. Yep. So Rudolph is starting. Uh, I don't think he's a rookie though. This is his sophomore year, but that could be great news for James Washington in my my opinion. And yeah, I think Ross is finally having that deep speed utilized properly in a Brandon Cook style role uh, for for Cincy. So yeah, Johnny, uh, I really think Ross is the real deal. I think you can keep using him. Uh, probably was that best wide receiver to pick up. Although let's see what happens when AJ Green returns too and how everything shakes out. But yeah, I think in that Brandon Cook style role, Ross is going to continue to blow up. Njoku or Hawkinson, same every week. I keep playing the wrong guy. It is a brutal question. I hate when you have that fucking rotation where you just can never get it right. Uh, this week, I'm going to go Hawkinson. I think maybe they make it easy for you. Njoku's in concussion protocol. But Hawkinson, with the Philly giving up more points than I expected to tight ends, could be the play. Last one for today. I promise get as many as you want, Adrian. That's why I'm here. I love this shit. Anderson's been cut. Does Carry Young get flex status or RB2 status? I asked because four running back committee was brutal to watch each week. I agree. And I, I think they, I mean, they go right out and sign Paul Perkins. So ultimately, you know, yes. It helps him out. I think it opens up some goal line volume, but Perkins might end up being the guy there. It was kind of like they swapped out Anderson for Perkins. They must just like the talent more. So ultimately, carry on. I don't. I think a lot of people are going to be like, oh, he's freed, finally going to be the featured back. I don't know that I see it this way. It seems to me they're very intent on maintaining that committee. Did you pull off the win last week? I did, Tunes. Thank you for asking. I appreciate you caring about my team. Uh, I did pull off the win. That Beckham to uh, that Baker Beckham connection for that 89-yard touchdown definitely made the the butthole pucker a little bit. But yes, I ended up pulling it out. Uh, thanks for asking. Last question for more, and then I'm off for tacos. Thoughts on A B? I mean, yeah, I, I love the, the talent and the fit there. You, obviously, you're playing with the GOAT, so the best quarterback he's ever had in his career. Just the volume. What's it going to be each week when you got Gordon to feed? You got Edelman to feed? You got a run game that's thriving. I think I'm nervous that he's not going to get peppered like he did. I think it was very much a very game-specific uh, game plan to get him acclimated against a, a, another team. They knew the Miami Dolphins were as pathetic as they come, so let's use this as an opportunity to build chemistry, build rapport when they've had no chances to do that. That was very much by design this week, Jeremiah, in my opinion. And I don't think we're going to see that this week or really any other week moving forward. So will he have some huge weeks? Of course, because this offense is going to be just such a juggernaut, but I do think some weeks it's going to be the Gordon show. Some weeks Edelman will just maintain that role. And then I get nervous, you know, when he starts to decrease in target share, is he going to start putting up a, a stink because the Patriots are not going to put up with that plus season long outlook. It's like, what's going to happen with these allegations, a second one emerging. So if you look at my season long big board, I'm pretty low on Antonio Brown season long, just because of all the off season off field risk surrounding him. I have him much lower than a lot of people might. Uh, so yeah, I have a be a little bit lower season-long outlook. Each week comes with as much upside as anybody, but I don't know if I fully believe in that. Uh, did we hit 100 questions? We did not, sadly, this week. We got to 200 on the show, though. Enjoy your tacos. I love Taco Tuesday. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. I will absolutely... I'm, I'm going to eat like 10 tacos for you guys tonight. 
uh, and put them down the hatch. Love them. Uh, but thank you guys so much for tuning in. You guys are the best. Make sure you come back on Sunday, our sit-start show. We'll get another one on Thursday for you. I had parent-teacher night this last week, but we'll be back on Thursday. It'll be the next live broadcast uh, for a Thursday night special tailgate. So we'll get some more sit-start questions in for you. We'll get more you know, news and whatnot covered. And until then, Wolfpack, love you guys. I'm out. We used to have it all, but now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, 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 oh. And wave out to the crowd and take our final bow. Oh, it's our time to go, but at least we stole the show. 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 Second effort, third effort, touchdown! Oh. That's pretty awesome. That's old-fashioned football right there, folks.